from the Credit Union National Association. This is the CUNA News Podcast. Credit Union people. Credit Union ideas. Co-op financial services is a guiding light in the credit union system. In an industry driven by technology, co-op continually forges a path for credit unions. With a transaction volume of $7.1 billion in 2018, Co-op provides innovative technology solutions that help credit unions stay at top of wallet and top of mind with their members. Among the topics Co-op President CEO Todd Clark discusses in this interview are Co-op's plans for 2020 and beyond, including how the company is helping credit unions move towards a more digital, data-based operating model. As Clark says in this interview, the digital transformation is redefining the member journey for credit union members today, and Co-op is helping credit unions fine-tune their data to shape that journey. Co-op is a CUNA Elite Associate Business Member. Todd, can you tell us a little bit about Co-op and the company's purpose in the credit union industry? Yeah, sure. Co-op was founded about 35 years ago Originally, as a uh, you know, effectively a buyers club, where uh, a group of credit unions got together and decided that they could save money by buying in bulk. Um, as the years have passed, our mission has changed now, and uh, we are uh, still founded by credit unions, owned by credit unions, and designed to help the, mem- the credit unions serve their membership. But we're a for-profit cooperative, uh, owned and operated by our credit unions. The members' expectations are changing rapidly, and, uh, and and our job here is is to take the payments channel of uh, the credit union's business and uh, help them move that business along as quickly as possible. Always looking to accelerate the growth of our clients by delivering uh, you know integrated products and solutions that help the credit unions reach out uh, and communicate uh, with their members uh, across the digital channels. And uh, as the nation's largest QSO, we take, uh, you know, our knowledge of payments and our knowledge of technology, and uh, we we try and help uh, all of our credit unions uh, be better at that job. Technology rapidly evolves, and it's not only driving consumer expectations, but it's opening new doors for credit unions. What does it take to deliver experiences that members want and expect? That's a great observation. I mean, the, the reality is where you literally hold the world in the palm of your hand every day and telecommunications and the power of data has dramatically changed since the advent of the internet and then obviously the advent of the smartphone. It takes an enormous amount of effort and technology to deliver that brand experience that credit unions are trying to deliver, right? I mean, we've, we've always been known in credit union land as as having better member service and member experience than some of our other financial institution competitors. But we've got to stay at the forefront of that through technology because uh, now members are expecting that to be delivered in real time on their mobile phone. And payments are really where it's at. They're becoming increasingly a big focus for growth-oriented credit unions. Can you kind of describe why and how that's happening? The way we think about the credit union and the business that they have is uh, we, we, we sort of look at the, you know, the technology they use to support their members is sort of a three-legged stool. It's the core provider, right? It's the digital banking provider, and then it's payments. And of those three, if you look at payments, payments is where you really determine if you are the PFI or the primary financial institution for that particular member. And so 
there is obviously significant revenue in the payment stream, uh, you know, anywhere between 25 and 50 percent of non-interest income for a typical credit union comes from their payments channel. And there's an opportunity there for disintermediation. Anytime there's revenue, there's going to be folks in there trying to steal that revenue away. And so you look at the, you know, you look at the SOFIs and the other digital payment and loan and, uh, you know, financial industry companies out there. They're trying to get their way into that stream. And it's, uh, it's our job to help our credit unions make sure that they stay PFI or become PFI if they're not already. I've seen you say that the credit union cooperative model can be a competitive advantage as we move towards digital transformation. Can you give me a little perspective on that? All you have to do is look at the evidence, right? Um, credit unions in large measure are smaller than, you know, the top 10 or 15 banks out there, but we still have to compete. And the way we do that is through utilizing our willingness to share, right? And the cooperative model is just, you know, that's just the personification of that sharing model. And so we get together and uh, we go and we represent all credit unions as we think about how to build out a payments uh, solution, still giving our credit unions the opportunity to customize and build their own solution offering where they want it. But us providing the backbone of that system and the ATM network is just one of those many things. Jim Nussel said that the the shared branch uh, ATM network and the shared branch network are the two most valuable assets the credit unions have. And I think that it'd be difficult for, for anybody to really disagree with that uh, because they are a jointly owned asset uh, by most of the credit unions that participate uh, in those networks. But you also look at Cuddle and uh, and what they've done for auto lending and now mortgages uh, across. It is a it's a fantastic way to approach the business and uh, and get a lot of cost synergies and savings, but also better products and services than each individual credit unit could probably put together on their own. Maybe the thing that can synergize that cooperative model is innovation. And credit unions have more access to innovation than they ever have before. How does that idea manifest at co-op? Since I've been here at co-op, we've been working heavily on integration of all of our products and services, uh, literally putting everything into a single uh, master data management tool and allowing our credit unions to do it. Uh, We encourage open innovation by uh, things like our developer portal, which makes uh, all of our APIs and microservices available out to our credit unions to interact with. Open banking is coming to the United States, whether we uh, whether we asked for it or not. You know, in Europe, it was put in in law, but here in the United States, it's just it's being facilitated by sheer um, adoption and innovation. And uh, here at Co-op, we say all the time, integration is innovation, right? I, I don't expect us to be the one who goes out and creates the next widget or whiz bang thing that revolutionizes payments. But it's our job to integrate all of our credit unions quickly and efficiently into those new opportunities and to present those opportunities. And then lastly, I would say, you know, one of the things that Co-op is doing is we're we're sponsoring and uh, and bringing people to things like um, the underground at Money 2020 this year. We had roughly 140 credit unions show up at Money 2020 this year, which is sort of like the industry show for emerging payments. And uh, and having that many credit unions there compared to, you know, five years ago when we were maybe three or four is a great step forward. And it shows the power of uh, co-op and, uh, and its ability to move the credit union uh, industry. And mergers and acquisitions are, as everyone knows, are just part of the competitive environment for credit unions now. How does that impact your business? Well, obviously, every time mergers and acquisitions happen, uh, there are promises, especially with public companies, there are promises that are made to Wall Street. 
that will cause things to happen, right? We expect disruption. We expect different closures. We expect product sunsets. We expect a wide variety of things. But most of what we expect is is focused to move away from uh, serving customers in a, in a, for at least a period of time as they work out all of those cost-saving measures. What I think it does, though, is it's an affirmation of our diversified technology portfolio, meaning we can process with FIS or, or with Fiserv, and we can offer both of those in a unified platform out to our out to our credit unions. And then, you know, in a, in a larger sense, uh, we're seeing global technology providers building, uh, you know, community of value-added providers and solutions. And, and that's that's one of the things that we're doing. You know, if we think about some of the stuff's going on here, Salesforce is, is a platform business and uh, they're building their financial services cloud, which includes both established technology players, fintech companies, and system integrators. I, I sort of look at um, co-op as that for the credit union industry. And we're nearing the end of 2019. What would you say have been the biggest things to happen throughout the industry? We continue to see a big trend of mergers and acquisitions. Next would probably be consumer demands and preferences. They're increasingly looking for real-time, real-time, real-time. And willingness to uh, make uh, rapid change in a consumer's mind. Uh, I tell a story all the time about how Uber wasn't working for me one day. And rather than being upset and walking to the cab line, I just downloaded Lyft and took a Lyft home that day, right? And that's what we're dealing with from a consumer perspective. I I think uh, the group that we call GAFA, Google, Apple, Facebook, and Amazon, are changing the way people perceive the applications they get. But through all of that, uh, those ecosystems that are out there, those those four that I just mentioned, uh, we think that co-op can be that for credit unions, uh, and we continue to see payments as the gateway to opportunity. Since we're almost to 2020, what should we be looking for in the coming year from co-op? Yeah, I mean, you'll, you'll see further integration, of course, easier to work with as we think about open banking. So uh, from a product perspective, obviously integrated card nav, uh, so credit and debit in the same application or the same API solution for credit unions to interface with. Developer, you know, through the developer portal, and our developer portal now has well over 100 APIs that are available or will be available over the next couple of quarters as we continue to add more and more solutions into that developer portal. The upgrades to our contact center, you know, we've completely redone the um, hardware and software that ran our contact center, and uh, that'll be finished up here uh, right toward the end of the year, and uh, we'll be in the market with new offerings regarding that. We have completely re-architected disputes and chargebacks, uh, including all of the new changes that came with VCR from Visa last year. And shortly after the first of the year, when MasterCard releases their final spec, we'll be integrating all of the new MasterCard disputes and chargebacks, ads, and new things that they're looking for. And then uh, the next thing that you'll see from us uh, in the middle of the first quarter is our new Insight Center, which is a reporting and dashboarding tool that allows you to create customized reports and uh, solutions as uh, as you wish in the back office. So rather than having separate debit reports and credit reports, you'll be able to blend those into a single solution to get a little better look at what your cardholders are doing on a daily basis. That'll even have chair branching and uh, and the like included in it as well. And then uh, Zelle availability, of course, we will uh, will be rolling out Zelle. We're already in beta with several clients on that. And then obviously, you know, the final thing is, is that Think 2020 will be in uh, Dallas next year in the first full week of May. So uh, looking forward to seeing everybody there. What trends industry-wide for credit unions do you foresee will be important in the coming year? 
Well, there's a term we use internally. It's called digital dexterity, and and I've kind of hinted at it all the way through, right, Uh, where consumers uh, slash members are looking for things to be quicker, faster, easier. You know, so the way they think we get that digital transformation is focusing on reinventing, uh, you know, your member journey, how you think about your member and uh, and how they want to go through their day, leveraging the power of data. Uh, that's the one, you know, one of the many things that when I got here a few years ago, we weren't really leveraging our data or even really keeping our data, looking at it in a meaningful way. And and now uh, data and uh, and fact-based decision-making are driving everything that we do here. Defining our operating model, uh, you know, and it's not really defining, it's defined, but it's fine-tuning it and making sure that we're doing the right things around our operating model and uh, and helping the credit union drive their operating model to a more digital-type view. And then thinking about everything here, you know, we've been doing it for several years, but I think there's a lot of credit unions out there that we can help move into, uh, you know, building this, this digital-driven organization. And Todd, Co-op is one of CUNA's elite associate business members. How has your membership benefited your organization and helped you develop a deeper understanding of the needs of credit unions? All of the things that we do individually, but also together, it reinforces in my mind uh, that cooperative spirit. You know, I'm here to help you. You guys are here to help us. That is incredibly important to us. Co-op itself donates more than $2.5 million annually through our support of the leagues and associations throughout the country. And uh, we're proud to support that. Uh, CUNA is a key organization and those we, have, we partner with. It's a must-have organization. And obviously, that's one of the reasons we're a huge sponsor of the GAC. Uh, without what you guys do on all the hills across the United States, uh, you know, not just the one in Washington, D.C., but across the country, I think the credit union movement would be in real trouble. And so uh, glad to support you guys and, and have a part of that and be just a small part of of what you guys are doing. And we're always here to help you in any way we can. Thanks for listening to the CUNA News Podcast. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play.